Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Doctrine and Covenants of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Even though this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort has been made to be as doctrinally and historically accurate as possible. Every day a new section of the Doctrine and Covenants will be released. I hope that you'll visit this often and be able to share this uh, with your friends. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to the Doctrine and Covenants podcast. This will be section 54. This one will be kind of a short one, just like the one we had yesterday, or the last one, depending on when you're listening to this. I'm going to read the heading first. Section 54, Revelation given through Joseph Smith the prophet to Newell Knight at Kirtland, Ohio, June the 10th, 1831. Members of the church living in Thompson, Ohio, were divided on questions having to do with the consecration of properties. Selfishness and greed were manifest. Following his mission to the Shakers... See the section to section. See the heading to section forty-nine. Lehman Copley had broken his covenant to consecrate his large farm as a place of inheritance for the saints arriving from Colesville, New York. As a consequence, Newell Knight, leader of the members living in Thompson, and other elders had come to the prophet asking how to proceed. The prophet inquired of the Lord and received this revelation, which commands the members at Thompson or in Thompson to leave Lehman Copley's farm and journey to Missouri. A little bit more background. Though this revelation was given to Newell Knight, it was intended for all those who were a part of the branch of the church in Thompson, Ohio. <clears throat> this same group of people had joined the church together in Colesville, New York, and had responded to the commandment to go to Ohio. Having settled in Thompson, they were directed by revelation to embrace the law of consecration and receive their stewardships as noted in section 51. Problems grew out of their effort to do so. It appears that pettiness and selfishness hindered their efforts. Although the full story has not been preserved, it appears that a recent convert from the Shakers by the name of Lehman Copley, who owned a large tract of land in Thompson, became disaffected with the church and returned to the Shakers. When he did so, he demanded the return of his property and expelled the saints who were living on it. Joseph Knight Jr. recalled, The man was turned out of the church for bad conduct. He then began to persecute us, and we had to leave his farm and pay $60 damage for putting up his houses and planting his ground. Boy, you do a good deed and they, they make you pay for it. Lehman Copley owned 759 acres of land in Thompson, Ohio. When Lehman joined the church, he agreed at first to share his land in Thompson with the saints who, who were arriving from the east. The agreement apparently was that Lehman would consecrate half of his farm and sell the other half to the church at fair terms. When Lehman returned, however, from the Shaker mission that he himself had enthusiastically proposed, but which was unsuccessful, he appeared to have been somewhat shaken himself. And he began, I guess there's a pun there, isn't there? Shaken, shakers. And he began to wonder if his former church was not right after all and, and the restored church wrong. To make matters worse, when Lehman returned to Thompson, many of the members there, people who were living on his land through his generosity, blamed him for deceiving them with, with the hope of converting the Shakers and would not own him for one of them, would not own him for one of them. When Bishop Edward Partridge began to divide up Lehman's farm on the principles of consecration, according to the earlier agreement, Lehman, who had not yet legally conveyed his property to the church, withdrew his offer. In the bitter exchanges that followed, Lehman ordered the Colesville saints off his land. He also charged them rent for the time they had lived there, despite the fact that they had planted his fields, built fences, and made other major improvements to the property. These events put the Colesville branch in a difficult spot. Therefore, as Joseph Smith recorded, they sent to Newell Knight and other elders to ask me to inquire of the Lord for them, which I did and received the following. 
While the date recorded for the Doctrine and Covenants 54, June 1831, is correct, there is some evidence that it may have been received after Doctrine and Covenants section 55, which is also dated in June of 1831. Sections 53 and 55 both deal with ordinances that were performed on the 6th of June. Therefore, these revelations must be dated on or before that date. Doc, uh, Doctrine and Covenants 52 was also received on, the, on June the 6th, while Doctrine and Covenants 54 refers to events after that date. For example, the change in Newell Knight's call mentioned in Doctrine and Covenants 54 verse 2. Thus, Doctrine and Covenants 52 was received on June the 6th, 1831. And sections 53 and 55 were also likely received together on the 6th of June, but section 54 was received after June the 6th and is presently out of chronological order. Not a big deal, but interesting. Okay, verse 1. Behold, thus saith the Lord, even Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, even he who was crucified for the sins of the world, behold, verily, verily, I say unto you, my servant Newell Knight, you shall stand fast in the office whereunto I have appointed you. Newell thought he should be released because these things weren't going well. And if your brethren desire to escape their enemies, let them repent of all their sins and become truly humble before me and contrite. And as the covenant which they made unto me has been broken, even so it has become void and of none effect. And woe to him by whom this offense cometh, for it hath been better for him that he had been drowned in the depth of the sea. It's better to keep our covenants. But blessed are they who have kept the covenant and observed the commandment, for they shall obtain mercy. Wherefore go to now and flee the land, lest your enemies come upon you and take your journey, and appoint, unto, and appoint whom you will to be your leader and to pay monies for you. And thus you shall take your journey into the regions westward, unto the land of Missouri, unto the borders of the Lamanites. At least twelve families, comprised of twenty-three adults and thirty-nine children, took their journey from Thompson to Missouri. In so doing, they became the first community of saints to travel to the land of Zion. Verse 9, And after you have done journeying, behold, I say unto you, Seek ye a living like unto men, until I prepare a place for you. The saints in Thompson were to stop living the law of consecration. They were to provide for themselves until directed otherwise, because there's not that many people to do it with, I guess. Verse 10, And again, be patient in tribulation until I come, and behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me. And they who have sought me early shall find rest to their souls. Even so, amen. I bear testimony of the truth of these things, that as we, uh, as we pay a, an honest and true fast offering, that that can be the beginning of us living the law of consecration. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next time. Bye.